0: Welcome to the Bright Vibe podcast at Bright Vibe. We believe everyone deserves to be happy, but in today's world, everywhere you turn, there's division and negativity at Bright Vibe. We have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes alone. It can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe podcast. We actually have a Bright Vibe app and it's just B-R-I-T-E, B-I-B-E in the app store. You can download that. You can join it. We actually have a community of people there, thousands of people in our app already, and you can join that community, and then you can see who's coming up, and then you also can come on and actually, in our Q&A or in the chat, actually type questions of our speakers. So we're doing live shows now, which is a little crazy for podcasters, but we're going to do it. Um, and certainly, uh, if you're listening um, on our podcast, then you can also link over and uh watch it, actually watch the video, um, obviously on YouTube, but also in our community. So we'd love to, for everybody who's listening to the podcast to join our Bright Vibe community. We have challenges, we have prizes, we have points, we have games, we have all kinds of great people that are, are building our community in the Bright Vibe community. So today I'd like to introduce uh, Dr. Larissa Sharapova. I nailed it, didn't I? And um, <laughs> she is trained as a medical doctor and you also practice certified holistic health practices. Practitioner. So she's also a certified holistic health practitioner. She's a founder of holistic expert and amp, and an Amazon author of listen to your body best-selling author, by the way, listen to your body and regain your health. And then you actually work with people. Um, you got your medical degree in Europe and you studied as a OBGYN, uh, really specializing in infertility and hormonal disorders. And so, um, I love, I love talking to people in the space you're in, which is more of this holistic, integrated professional people, especially people that were MDs and now have converted, not converted, but kind of evolved. Um, I've, one of my good friends, he calls it functional medicine. Um, and so you've really evolved from kind of this um, medical Western medicine approach of let's put a pill on it and see what happens to kind of more of an integrative approach. Is that accurate?
1: Yes, first of all, thank you for inviting me to the podcast and of first, first video live. So I'm yes. happy to share all my information and knowledge. Yes, so, yes I was trained as a, a medical doctor in conventional medicine in OBGYN in Europe, but I had my own uh, story with health and that's how I uh, I as you would say convert to yes. more other medicine or functional medicine or holistic medicine yes, I had my own story so
0: yeah nice and so what and so um you sound like you're from West Texas. Are you from Texas? Is that your <laughs> accent? Is that what I'm picking up on? <laughs> yeah. Um, European, Eastern
1: European.
0: Uh, Eastern yes. European. And so, what was your experience? And that, it, what I have found from talking to medical doctors who have kind of taken this more integrated approach is typically it's either themselves or a relative is the catalyst for kind of this, because then they see it firsthand and then they start to see, oh, this isn't working or this is just coding. And now we have more complications we have to deal with. So in your case, kind of what was that catalytic event that kind of took you from traditional medicine to more of this, I'd say modern approach. Mm
1: -hmm. So when I came to United States 25 years ago, I, I wanted to uh, practice medicine here. And I went to medical, took my medical boards and start working in a medical system. Uh, And when I learned about the current medical system, I realized that it's not in my integrity to practice this way. Uh, Because as we know, um, survive as a doctor or working as a doctor, you have to make money and how to make money, just keep people in a chronic disease state. Right. And so that's what conventional medicine is about. When I was training in Europe, uh, we actually, train and practice integrative medicine. So besides prescribing medication during surgery, we could prescribe um, lifestyle, nutrition and supplements and all other modalities that we learn even in medical school. So as a MD, I had um, at least knowledge or introduction to homeopathy, to botanical medicine, and um, Ayurvedic medicine. So we mm. learn about everything, mm. even though we not practice, but at least we are aware of this and we kind of accept it. And mm. if, if you are able, you can practice that way. So nobody restrict you and put in oh. your restriction system as it is here. Right. So when I was studying for my medical boards. Um, I start struggling with my health myself and, as you said, I was specializing in infertility and and the crime disorder and I had infertility myself like Mm -hmm. you know that um, shoemaker without shoes right so Mm -hmm. and I knew that something. uh, It. It wasn't anything wrong physically with me or with my husband so we went to infertility specialist and of course they put you on a medication to stimulate mm. and all and but nobody could tell me what's wrong why i couldn't have kids so mm. and if i don't know the reason um, or root cause of what's happening what's wrong I don't feel comfortable to take just a pill to stimulate or to do something. So I started digging uh, to research and uh, looking around for other uh, solutions or approaches or, or learn why women cannot get pregnant, particularly for myself. So, mm-hmm. and I realized that there is a lot of toxins that can affect body and how body operates mm-hmm. and uh, we get toxins from environment from the food and home we live water air everywhere so we could, like a bucket of different type of mm-hmm. environmental toxins and i think that's what affected my body mm-hmm. and when i did detoxification Along with my husband, I said, "If you want kids, you have to do it because guys, I know <laughs> they don't like to do anything. So I said, you right. want kids? You have to do it.' So 30 days of detoxification, um, and next month I got pregnant. So,
0: oh my gosh! Yeah, the, so almost were, a, immediate results. And so you did 20 yeah. days just for clarification. You did 20 tw- days of tw- tw- detox. Tw- 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 30 days.
1: 30 days. days. So mm-hmm. you did
0: 30 days of detoxification, and the very next month you were you conceived.
1: Yeah. After three years
0: of oh you know, my trying gosh.
1: and trying and trying and doing different things. Yes.
0: Wow. We mm-hmm. we actually had a, a guest on the, we just uh, hosted a happiness summit not too long ago. And we had a guest on there and, and she's a, a naturopath and she actually specializes in cancer, but she told the story of a lady who came in who couldn't conceive. And uh, when she came in, she said she noticed that she was wearing a heavy perfume. So she asked her, to go home and take a picture, take out all of the, all of the stuff that she used in her house that came from like a bottle cleaning stuff. And she had 29 different things. She had the plug-ins, She had the stuff that you spray in the air. She had the stuff you spray on the couch to make it smell better. And she said, once she, she just had to throw that all away, right? <laughs> just throw it all away. She had to buy a new couch because she kept spraying the couch with, she was using Febreze uh, anyway, so she was, sp- and so once she kind of did all that, she was able to get pregnant and it was yeah. just like, and, and it's just so amazing because I guess, and I am by no means, nobody's ever going to accuse me of being a scientist or a researcher, but I guess something to do with all the chemicals messes with the estrogen production yes. in the body. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Is that what's yes. happening?
1: And those chemicals mostly in perfumes, uh, any fragrances it's estrogen they block estrogen receptors, and they Mm. call them uh, estrogen uh, disruptors in the body, so Mm -hmm. hormonal disruptors. So there is a lot of in environment that we're exposed to, and we know that infertility is very high, uh, particularly in America. Because, And now after I clean in my body, I can't even stand any perfume. I don't use anything.
0: nothing with
1: fragrance because your body becomes so sensitive to all those chemicals now you feel it anybody wearing perfume close by i can't breathe anymore
0: oh yeah i can tell if somebody's been in because i i'm very much in alignment with what you're talking about and yeah i can literally walk in my home and if somebody's been in there that's wearing perfume and maybe they hadn't or even um, lotions that are heavily scented. It's just like I instantly smell and it. it's like offensive almost. And it's not that it's offensive. it's just I mean I'm not offended by the person. It's just yes, you you're, you get so clean right And then it's like anything that's toxic, it's almost like it's almost like smelling gas fumes or cigarette smoke. It's just all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, this is horrible right?
1: And unfortunately, people who wear perfumes they don't smell themselves. <laughs>
0: Right. Of course. Yeah. Oh, I used to wear it. Yeah. I used to wear it. And, and I would, I'd like to say anybody who's listening to the show now, either live or on our podcast. And if you conceive, because we just talked to you about this, you either have to name, if it's a boy, you have to name it Matthew. And if it's a girl, you have to name it Larissa because we saved you thousands of dollars in infertility treatments and you were able to conceive. So I just want to throw that out there that if you're going to name your kid after us, we'd like to know. We'd like to have, have that a part of the show, right? Yeah. So, so that's, where that's where your journey kind of sounded like started. So you ended up having kids?
1: Yeah. Now I have two girls. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I, so since I started doing detoxification, it's become a part of my life, cool. even though I clean my body one time is not enough. Yes. It helped me to get pregnant, but right. because, you know, we live in a toxic soup, we want yeah. it or not. So I continuously doing detoxification at least once a year. It's like normal part of my life. like that.
0: And- and since you brought that up, what do you do for detoxification? Because you said you did a 30-day detox. So what, it, what did that involve? Because I know so, the word detoxification is pretty broad, broad. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's, what, what is that for you once a year? And maybe we'll all just, maybe you should come on and do like a challenge with us in our community where we do 30-day detox. I'd actually oh, think that would be quite fun. Yes. I don't know
1: if anybody can do for 30 days. That's too long, <laughs> but we can start from seven days. Okay, it's already okay. better.
0: All right. So <laughs> yeah, what, what's that detox look like?
1: So it's, of course, it's a elimination, first of all, eliminate all toxins that are around you, like, as you said, perfume, so we have to throw out a lot of different things, or at least replace for something that is much uh, better, food, the same thing, we need to learn about what's the toxins we consume through food, and I think this is one of main uh, toxins that I got uh, from, the, uh, uh, from the food, because I continue, we cook at home, we continue eat the same way as we used to eat, but somehow food that I was buying in the supermarket wasn't good enough for my body, so when Mm -hmm. I clean the food, when I clean the source where I get the food, so that's changed, so food, environment, um, and also include uh, some detoxification or some binders to some supplement or herbs that can help you with elimination. Like uh, we have to improve elim- um, function of eliminative organ, like kidney, liver, colon, skin, lymphatic drainage. And it's involved a lot sounds mm-hmm. like, but you need to start somewhere. So when you improve your elimination, you can start using different binders. Binders, it's means something that attached to toxin and mm-hmm. can remove it from the tissue, from the cell and from the body through mm-hmm. the elimination. And uh, that takes a process. And also in the 30 days was included five days. I, uh, it was a master cleanse, uh, mm-hmm. I would say, but now I do five day water fast. So mm-hmm. like eating and, and uh, nothing for five days or mm-hmm. drinking just the fluid for uh, from three to five days. Mm. So and that give your body to reset your metabolism and um, help your body to heal because if we don't consume food, we don't spend energy for process the food and our body is able to heal through those mm. uh, days well- that we don't eat.
0: Wouldn't, wouldn't that five day water fast cost me a lot of money because I, I would have to get divorced from the hangries. I mean, I think my wife would leave me and I would get divorced because I'd be like freaking out. No, I have done, I've, I will say that I've done a detoxification before in a, in a, in a setting that was very uh, where, where it was like inpatient type stuff. It wasn't impatient. It was actually in a resort, but right. you know, we did like a five or seven day, I did have to, because at the time my body fat was lower. So they made us, they were like, some of us, they carved out and said, well, your body fat's too low. So you're going to have to eat. And again, not, it isn't anymore. I've got the dad bod going on now, but you have to eat, um, like iceberg lettuce and some almonds and stuff like that, just like three times a day. But ultimately I'll tell you what, when I detoxed, Um, And we were doing massages, we were actually doing uh, colonics, I've not Mm -hmm. ever talked about that on the show before. But we did um, four days of colonics. And we did all this stuff and Mm -hmm. massages to break up all the lymph and rebounding and jumping and breathing. And I'll tell you what, by that fifth or sixth day one, I was surprised I was not hungry at all. I had zero. It was almost like I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to eat food again. (laughs) Um, Because of and my mental state talk about lifting the mental fog. It was like I was a superhero still to this day. The end of that fast was probably the most clear and uh i could feel things i could sense it it was almost like i had some type of superpower where i could not read people's minds but feel their emotions right yeah. finish their sentences it was just it was a beautiful beautiful state so yeah i think detox I, so i've had my own i guess results with detoxification and it just has amazing results yeah
1: and if you add
0: coffee enema to that it will be so 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 i've done so there's so many places we could go today with the show so let's talk about that real quick because i've got some friends who have done this and i have not ever done this um but i just I, I don't like to put a lot of things in my body from that standpoint <laughs> but
1: i was resistant for long, long okay, time because so, i i like coffee too much i said i love coffee i don't want to go there
0: but, <laughs> right. you know. so 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 was this part of your detoxification this coffee enema
1: it came later, so okay. I started doing it just recently. It wasn't okay. in the beginning like 10 years ago. So
0: it's recent okay, so, recent
1: things. Yes.
0: So 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 since we're here, help educate me. What exactly because I've not actually I've, again I've had friends and they said, Oh, you got to do this coffee And I'm like, oh, I've got a lot of other stuff I can do first. <laughs> but 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 so you're you're putting coffee in an enema bag? Is this what we're doing?
1: Yes. So, <laughs> It's like this is going to be inc- one of
0: my most entertaining shows ever. <laughs> so um, instead
1: of kind of colonic, but to yes. coffee. So why coffee? Because first yes. of course, it stimulates colon to mm. increase elimination. Also, it stimulates gallbladder to release oh. all bile that is called the toxins. Okay. And also stimulate liver that mm. increase glutathione production by three hundred percent. So, and we know that glutathione is main antioxidant in the body. It's help with detoxification with um, free radicals and a lot of things in the body it helps with. So it's a lot of benefits just to try at least one time and you feel so good after that.
0: Well, so, so that's what I want. So typically if you're going to do a coffee in, is there a series that you do? Is it like so many over so many days? Is it just one kind of what's the protocol?
1: So there is a uh, depends what's the purpose. Even Dr. Um, Gonzalez, who is the, um, in his clinic, and a lot of other cancer treatment protocols include coffee enema daily, even okay. few times a day. But I don't need that much coffee enema no. for my purpose, like for the detoxification. So when you do detox, you can do once a week. But mm. after that, you can do maintenance like once a month.
0: Ah, gotcha. Okay, yeah. and and so you're just filling up the bag. You're doing what you do, I guess, with an enema. I've never actually had mm-hmm. an enema, well, that I can remember. Um, and so, and then, what about the caffeine? Are you doing caffeinated then coffee?
1: So less caffeinated. So not dark roast, but uh, light roast, and of course organic. And there right. is some theory that green coffee better but it's it, i think that's just a priority yeah
0: okay and 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 so so there is some caffeine though you're not doing decaffeinated coffee you're doing no
1: no you need okay. caffeine to stimulate your colon and blood. Uh,
0: gotcha. but need and to be
1: clean need, need to be clean coffee preferably if it has no mold and organic right, no coffee mold. yeah
0: yeah and then and so that's stimulating the you, you said the organs to kind of dump out the bile mm-hmm. and kind of clean that out and and I and it's also got to give you a high though from the caffeine going straight into your bloodstream right
1: a little or bit not. so i uh Mal, well, not as much as you consume through oh, GI. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. And, and you eliminate. It. So you hold for 10 minutes. You shouldn't hold oh. more than that, like maximum 15, and you mm-hmm. release everything. So you just, I think mostly it's a like cleaning and stimulating the uh, bile and uh, liver. So it's it doesn't have a lot of time to absorb to the uh, circulation gotcha. system and get to your brain, but preferably to do it in the first time, like first part of the day, don't do it at night.
0: Gotcha. 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 And are you doing this on? Uh, and I don't know why I'm so interested in this. But are you doing this? Like in a fasting state? Is that for you? I,
1: I prefer to do first thing in the morning.
0: Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Very interesting. Okay, so let's get back to the detox. So 30 days detox You're. your sounds like you're putting in some supplements. I'm assuming you're drinking water you're yeah. well you're you're doing a water fast so on your water fast for five days because and this is obviously for the more advanced i'm assuming detoxification yes, yes. right
1: you can start as a master cleanse master cleanse it's include it's five days but you drink uh, water with lemon and maple syrup that was right. in a regional my detox program so preparation
0: and and that's actually a thing. So the master cleanse yeah. is actually a thing. You can Google that. Is there yeah. protocols out there? Is that right? And so yeah. okay, so you can do the master cleanse. Is that is that a fast or are you just supplementing stuff in your diet?
1: Uh, during the master cleanse, you still can take supplements, but you don't eat. It just really? li- liquid. Yes, it's a water, lemon, and maple syrup. So maple syrup gives you five sugar. Days? For five days, but you prepare your body. So you start with eliminating a lot of food. You become mm-hmm. like you get like to the salad, to the mm-hmm. smoothie, and you start You stop eating, drinking only. But lemon gives you mostly vitamins, and maple mm-hmm. syrup gonna give you blood sugar stable. Huh. So,
0: and I've had friends do... do this again. I should know this, but I, I just never actually did this. Okay,
1: but water is much harder. So, what yeah. is the next advanced level? I would say.
0: Yes. Okay. So, so for beginners, you just get to drink water and lemon and maple syrup. That sounds hard enough to me. But, Uh
1: uh, but after you think like if you do, at least if you, if you can do three days, it's already beneficial. So if you cannot Uh, stay like for five, at least do one day, do two days, three days. It's already beneficial because you prolonging time, not eating or time-restricted eating window, Mm -hmm. so prolonging. But after you're finishing, you need to slowly go back to eating food because otherwise it will be shock for your body. So there is a system and you shouldn't Mm -hmm. do it by yourself. You should have somebody to. supervise you and do give some recommendation how you transition from not eating five days. You cannot go and eat in steak. It's impossible. Your body going to be in shock because mm-hmm. enzymes and decrease and the digestion is different. So you need to go slowly. Otherwise you can damage your gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: For me, it would probably be whatever they fed me in jail from yelling and screaming at people and probably ending up in some type of disturbance with my neighbors. They'd probably be have to be Okay. You're getting prison, dude. The, um, so, yes,
1: also another tip um, and warning that if you do first detox, in particular, water fasting, you're gonna be angry.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, so stay away from everybody, go right. on a retreat like you did, <laughs> or um, if you have a family, so Prepare warn me. them that I'm not gonna be happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, because it's not a yeah, I think, and that was. I think that can be a myth or not a myth, but just a misunderstanding that when you do these, do a fast like that. Yeah. It's, it, you're not going to feel good during the fast necessarily. Um, first it's time. it's right. first,
1: time divorced, first right. time divorced and getting better each time. So,
0: right. Yeah. Right. Because then you get used to the health benefits and knowing mm-hmm. what's going to happen. So, so sel- help me understand, give me motivation to do the master cleanse. So after I do this master cleanse, kind of what are the benefits? What benefits have I received during that detoxification?
1: Uh, you remove your toxin burden. It's meant that you remove inflammation in the body. So your body would be able to heal whatever you're going through, healthy, um, health challenges and anything also. Um, you can change your metabolism because if you don't eat, instead of burning sugar that we usually get from food, we start using our ketones or fat metabolism mm-hmm. start uh, being increased and we use ketones from fat metabolism. So you can lose weight by doing uh, master cleanse or detoxification of water first. And mm-hmm. also uh, training your body to use more different source of energy instead of uh, carbohydrates, you use more fat. So there would be much better, um, digestion and also energy source. So you feel more energy after doing detoxification and cleansing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that was my experience as well. Yeah. And the other the other experience I had was when I put food back in, I instantly figured out what well, not every food, but I, I started to feel what I was sensitive to or I won't right. say I, I guess they don't really call it allergic, but whatever they call that where you're where you have a sense. like I I ate a, a piece of bread right? Just as, you know, just a regular piece of bread. And instantly my sinuses just got stuffy and I couldn't breathe. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. I actually, and then later I find out that that's gluten and the, you know, the wheat bread and all. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting that all this time. I mean, I remember growing up as a kid um, in the Midwest and every spring I was like, popping Sudafed, like they were going out of style. It was, and, and a lot of it, I look back now, it was probably more what I was eating than the actual, you know, some of it was probably outdoor allergens, but a lot of it was probably because of all of the gluten I had in, the, in my body at that time. And I was just, you know, it was, so I was, it was an overload, right? It wasn't yeah. just this, it was, you know, the,
1: yeah, yes, right. that that's true. Um, uh... Since my first detoxification, and because you have to remove uh, bread, wheat, uh, meat, and uh, dairy, yeah. and a lot of allergens or food that is highly sensitive. So since then, I don't eat bread at all. Right. I, I right. don't crave anymore, even though right. before I craved that. So you change your eating habits for sure.
0: Yeah. And that's what I noticed notice as well. So um, in your book, um, typically, what did you, you know, Amazon bestseller here, the, um, I will read it again. Listen to your body and regain your health. So, kind of, what is the premise of the book, or what do you cover in the book? Obviously, it. it some some people. Oh yeah, that's really cool. Listen to body and regain your health. I just saw the t- the title and look, I didn't actually see the picture. So, so kind of, what are you covering in the book, and why does it resonate with people so much?
1: So, after healing myself, I wanted to um, share my experience, uh, and my story of healing is in the book. And I talk a lot of about toxins, where we get them, and different healthy tips, how we deal with this. Also, it's not only a healthy body, how we clean our body and become healthy on a physical level, but also our about our mind, because mm. as a healthy health practitioner, I believe that healing, it's not only healing on a physical level, like usually uh, that's what allopathic medicine offers us, but also on uh, biological, on a mental, on a spiritual level, on energetic level. So that's all holistic approach and that's how I work with my clients. So in the book, a lot of this involves so how do we change our thoughts? Our, change, our thoughts affect our how we live, how our behavior and also our, our physical uh, body. And um, listening to your body means being intuitive. So every time we have some symptoms like pain, uh, depression, anxiety, um, anything. It's our body sent messages to us. Be aware that we need to do something about it. And a lot mm-hmm. of time when we have those symptoms, we go to the doctor and doctor cannot find anything. It's like, there is nothing wrong with you. It's probably in your head because right. those symptoms are not physically present yet or chemically shows in a lab. So diagnostic test. So it's like warning, Uh, stage before the disease is created and at that point you can do a lot of things a lot of healing that you can heal your body so if you wait for another 10 years or just ignore those symptoms uh, it will show up in some sort of diagnosis like on depression or cancer or uh, debilitating chronic diseases so when you have those messages listen and be aware that you need to do something so start with detoxification, for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. So a lot of different um, uh, tips in my book uh, mm-hmm. related to physical health, mental health, and also I talk about how we do anything in our life from the uh, two perspective, from the love or from fear. So when we start changing our lifestyle, I know it's very hard for people to start changing lifestyle until they get to the certain point, low point, usually it's a diagnosis of certain diseases that they force themselves to change their life. It comes from fear because we are, we are afraid to die, we're afraid to be disabled and you start implementing some changes but if and usually it's very hard to do if you can mm-hmm. if you do something from fear so if you do something from the love i love my body enough and i can change my last stuff so i don't become disabled i don't have certain disease. it's completely different approach it's much easier to implement and you have a different energy if you do something from love
0: mm-hmm. Same,
1: so it's not only for the health, anything that we do in our life, we we, uh, make different choices from love or from fear. So, Mm -hmm. and it's all, it has two different um, energy to it. and one is easier to achieve and one is harder to achieve.
0: Interesting. And so when you're, when you're with patients, um, because you still see patients, you visit, you know, you help people Mm -hmm. through medical situations. um, Typically, how do you, How do you get them to focus on kind of the love or get them to focus on the positivity of the changes versus the, because to your point, most people are going to the doctor when something's already happened. And now we're, you know, the train, the train's headed off the track, right? It's not like most of us don't go feel a little off today. I think I'm going to go to the doctor because that's a lot of fun. No, nobody does that, right? Everybody waits until they're know uh, you know a mile and a half down the road of sickness before we actually call the doctor and then it's reactive and so how do you get people to shift kind of into that more proactive state Uh,
1: first of all uh, the (laughs) mindset needs to be changed because Mm -hmm. what we train as uh, uh, americans on the by the tv by the social media but and doctors and you know pharmaceuticals industry that you have a disease and you need to go to the doctor and ask for certain, you know, pills or surgery or something Mm -hmm. like that. So, uh, and it's put it on a doctor, so doctor like a god, you have to fix me and I come to you. But when, so it's, and at this point, it's hard to change lifestyle because they don't believe in that, Mm -hmm. the patient. So you have to talk to patient in that way and, it's sometimes it's hard to do, but we have to change their mentality. This is your responsibility. It's a uh, lifestyle brought you to this point. So we need to do something about it, not only to heal this particular things, but also to prevent from happening uh, later on in life. Mm-hmm. Like, ca- like for example, cancer. Cancer yeah. is not disease of one organ. It's disease of the body. Mm-hmm. So if you remove one organ, it doesn't mean that you heal from cancer. You need to change completely your life, um, lifestyle and everything else that related to, even relation to yourself. So you need to do from a different perspective. So it's a lot of education. You need a patient to be on the same page and uh, uh, educate them that it's important. Uh, Your own healing depends on you, not on the doctor and not on medication.
0: Right. And, and, you know, from doing this podcast for as long as I've done it, I've had so many people come on and echo some of those very same sentiments of, you know, your, your health is as much mental as it is anything, right. Or mental, emotional, spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, kind of those things, you know, cause I think almost all of us listening to this, you know, when we grew up, it was so disconnected, right. When you had, when you were sick, it was something that happened from the outside and it came in versus now we understand that it's something happening from the inside and it's manifesting, you know, on our skin or in our, you know, it, it's manifesting as a disease, right? Something's mm-hmm. not functioning, something's not functioning right in my energetic psyche. And now guess what? It's affecting the body, right? And we've and got to tie a, those together, right?
1: Even emotions. So emotions, right. energy, emotions, any emotion that hold for a long time in the body create physical mm-hmm. symptoms. So sometimes we, we even need to go inside and look on our Past life, uh, I mean, uh, early childhood experiences and and anything that happened with you throughout life, it's like Mm -hmm. you need to put something on the timeline and see where this started, uh, maybe emotional stress or something, trauma and related to symptoms, so, uh, and it's it's a journey to heal Mm. Your body, yeah, until to heal
0: yourself. Definitely. And so, if you don't mind, you already gave us your own example, but I I always love hearing examples and stories of people that came in, that you patients of yours, right? And if you want to give us their full name, their socials, if you know. If you, (laughs) but if you would give us kind of some scenarios, because that way, for people listening, for people watching, they can kind of connect the dots a little bit more. Because you know, all of us have been affected by cancer. All of us have been affected by illness. All of us are going to be affected by disease at some point in our life um i mean just look at you know covid and everything i mean it affected everyone basically right either you even if you haven't got it it affected you um so uh give us some examples of people that you've treated and kind of or that have been under your care and then kind of what that. some of those we know infertility what other things have you dealt with
1: um another A lot of clients that I have with menopausal symptoms, and we know that is another stage in life that is very stressful when hormonal changes. Mm -hmm. So I had one client who came to me, obvious um, issue that she had a night sweats and uh, changing moods when she was going through the menopause, and she didn't wanna take any hormonal replacement therapy. She wanted to do natural way. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, we discuss about her food, the way she eats. She was eating already pre- pretty clean. So we just need to tweak certain things that maybe we need to remove or we need to add it. For example, we know that uh, we need, car- we need um, cholesterol to- because cholesterol is the mother of all hormones. So if mm-hmm. we own a fat-free diet, where mm-hmm. we get our cholesterol. So right. sometimes we need to add good fats mm-hmm. to have a good source and good cholesterol so we can create our hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, and other things, it's a stress. So we know that stress is an increased cortisol. And cortisol, it's again, it can diminish all other hormones. So st- mm-hmm. uh, um, cortisol affects thyroid function and thyroid function can affect all um reproductive hormones so it's like a cycle if you don't uh manage stress and we know we all exposed to that but we just perceive stress differently so i have to teach them um like through meditation, through journaling how to not remove stress it's impossible but how to perceive stress and differently so or reduce uh, in a certain way. So a a lot of, again, lifestyle, meditation, at least once a week, uh, exercise, we know that it reduces stress. All that trickle down to the symptoms because it's uh, uh, reproductive uh, hormones that Mm -hmm. can affect your uh, uh, menopausal symptoms. So again, stress, food, and that particular client, so she worked with all of this, that with my recommendation. And another interesting about, that maybe it's a tip for, tip for somebody. Mm-hmm. If you imagine that you start getting like sweating and start heat coming up to your body, imagine that you're in a cold shower. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just can't control in mind. It's already healthy. Like imagine that you're in an Arctic or you're in a cold, and it's somehow you you trick your brain with this mm-hmm. uh, thoughts. So that would be also helpful. And uh, by changing and working with all this for about a month, two months, she was mm-hmm. able to deal with her symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course we had to look in the hormones, how the hormones eliminated and do part of detoxification, because mm-hmm. if we have, uh, those hormonal disruptors that we talk about in the mm-hmm. beginning, we have to remove them. So the right. body will adjust all, uh, uh, hormones in the body. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of different things that we uh, look at by, mm-hmm. uh, natural hormonal balancing program.
0: Oh, very, very interesting. And why did she not want to take hormones?
1: um some people don't like to take any medications so, uh. and I believe that you can try a lot of things because before, before you start any replacement uh therapy mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. lifestyle nutrition it's it's first steps to start because mm-hmm. uh, even on the hormones for example again okay, if you take hormones or even supplements or even food if you have toxins they take place of the receptors on the hormones mm-hmm. if you take hormones they, are not working in the body because that receptor for that particular hormones taken by the toxins. Mm-hmm. So you sometimes you you, pres- you prescribe hormones, but they still don't work in the body because there's no place to attach to those receptors. The receptors are taken by the toxins.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So you have to detox otherwise nothing works then or works right. poorly or doesn't work right. effectively. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that's what I, that's what I believe. So you can do a lot of things before or you and when you start doing all these things, your body can start healing and you might not even need hormonal replacement later on. Hmm.
0: Interesting, very interesting. You know, I know another random thought came up um, when you were talking that I remember also at the end of the um the detoxification because we were talking about removing toxic things from your environment. I remember I put on a shirt and the shirt had polyester in it. Right. And I could not wear it. I literally, my body just started like, like freaking out. My body started getting itchy. Yeah. I started getting hot and I was like, what is going on? Right. Cause I'd never noticed that before, but now I wear everything I wear is like cotton, organic cotton. Right. It just, just, especially if it's up. You know, uh, you know, if I have slacks or something, maybe they've got some blend. But if I'm wearing, like, to you know, I typically have gone to much more comfortable clothing that's more breathable, mm-hmm. and then cotton or bamboo or something that's natural fibers. Because I, I literally realize, and and if you look at if you look at like infant clothing, toddler clothing, it's all cotton. Or if you buy the other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's you know most of it. I shouldn't say all, the high majority of it's cotton. Well, why is that? Well, because it's probably they realize that. You know, kids are even more sensitive because they've had less time to build up, I don't know, toxic, uh, what, what you want to call that, but, um, yeah, it was, it's just crazy. Once you go down this detox road, how things are affecting you and you start to realize it more than you ever knew. And then we wonder why we're stressed. We wonder why we're, you know, why we're Mm -hmm. so fatigued, wonder why we don't get good sleep. I mean, basically we're living in a toxic over, I mean, we're just living for, I shouldn't say everyone. For a lot of people who aren't aware of this and, and are just using traditional products that you're going to find in a regular store, right, um, yep. the, the laundry detergents, the, the cleaners, the, the makeup, the hair stuff, the shampoos, I mean, all of that stuff. We're just literally, and and I'm happy that you came on so I can say this, but we're literally poisoning ourselves to death, literally, right?
1: That's true. And you said about infants closing actually fire retardants in their pajamas. (laughs) It's very toxic. It's a hormonal disruptor again. Right. So yes, and a lot of kids, even formulas has a lot of toxins. Right, right. Oh, and we know that about kids, um, children's health now, it's on the rise, so it's very right. sad, but
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you, since, since I've got you here and, and we just brought up kids, the, um, have you noticed any link between ADHD and stuff that's not so good for kids? Sure. Like what, yeah. what, would, what would you say would be causing AD, or, or contributing to ADHD in children?
1: Uh, food is number one. Right. Food, food source so a lot of colors a lot mm-hmm. of sweeteners uh because a lot of colors and sweeteners are neurotoxins mm-hmm. for example uh, we know that uh, taste inha- and test enhancers for example msg that a lot of in chinese food still present and many mm-hmm. many other food that make food very yummy uh, also um sugar substitute like sweet law and other things, they're all neurotoxins, so right. they destroy uh, neurons in the brain, and that's why uh, kids have a lot of anxiety um, and ADHD.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I, I, um, at one one time, a long time ago before I was real, as I was just getting into this, I actually randomly had Dr. Uh, John Gray, men are from Mars, women are from Venus author. He, and he and I hung out for a day, literally he was in town to speak at a, an event I was hosting. So he had time to kill. And so we just got in the car and drove around and looked at stuff and had a conversation and he actually wrote a book and I, I don't think it wasn't one of his bestsellers, but he wrote a book about this. And he said, basically, if you eliminate what you talked about, the food coloring, um, artificial sweeteners, sugar, and gluten. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't have ADHD kids. He said, if you look back, you know, you know, 50, hundred years ago, you didn't. And, and maybe it's because we used to beat them, but you, you, we didn't have ADHD kids like we do now. Right. I mean, and, and you look back, well, they have introduced that stuff and the fat-free diets and some of the other crap that we, you know, that are, that don't work. Um, and I, and I'm just like, I would just wish every parent knew that information, right? I wish every parent knew, I, and we watched it in our own son, our, our seven-year-old, you know, when he was about four or five um, Sundays, we used, when we were going to church live, when they were used to, you actually used to go places and there were people there and you got to witness stuff. Um, but uh, but we, we would go and then we'd go to this buffet, um, which for the most part had cleaner food, but then as a treat, we'd let him get like a cinnamon roll right at the end of, and by three or four o'clock in the afternoon, he was just like emotional and whiny. I mean, it was just like, and after and the first, you know, one-off, we didn't think much about it. But then after the second or third time, we were like, this is what, you know, this is what we know to be true, but it's literally manifesting in our lives that he's having all these emotional problems because we're letting him eat gluten and sugar together. Um, and it was almost like if he ate one without the other, it wasn't a bigger deal. But yeah, he was eating gluten, sugar, probably what else? Who else knows what they put in that cinnamon roll, right? It could have had right. preservatives or what else. And it was just like, it, it was amazing. And I'm like, well, if that's affecting him, guess what? It's affecting me too. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of, um, numb to it, right? And I've right. noticed, that, and ever since then, I've noticed I stay away from a lot of that stuff just because I know that it's, it's, it's got, you know, it's a, neur- a lot of that's got neurotoxin stuff in it. And I'm going to have problems, right? I'm going to be irritated, angry. I mean, in the moment, it feels good to get the sugar rush. But then ultimately, in an hour or two or three, I'm going to be a little less fun to be around.
1: And unfortunately, this, uh, ke- those chemicals, neurotoxin, they also uh, have addictive property, of course, yeah. and um, because it stimulates dopamine production and serotonin. So we need more and more of them. And that's why People cannot stop drinking soda or mm-hmm. people who usually drink soda. So it's very hard to stop drinking soda and it's mm-hmm. a problem for many, many people. And we know that it's like drinking sugar. Mm-hmm. You could not imagine how, my, how much sugar in, uh, in soda. We, mm-hmm. You would never put that many uh, teaspoons of sugar in a tea. Uh, but if it's a liquid form, you're easy to consume it and don't even uh, realize that.
0: You know, the, the one that was shocking to me is I, I, um, I like to work out. I haven't been working out as much as I should, but the, I would, I used to go work out and then I would go to this, uh, there was a smoothie chain and I would go to this smoothie chain and I would get a smoothie as my reward for working out. And they had all these smoothies and they all sounded healthy and they had protein and all this. And then I, I, I started looking at the ingredients and they had this ingredient they called turbinado. They didn't say what it was. It was just called turbinado. And when I started looking into it, uh, all of these smoothies that I thought were healthy had this turbinado in them. And usually the number of grams of turbinado was above fifty. Usually it was more like seventy to eighty grams of turbinado in a smoothie. And this is a well-known smoothie chain. And I was one. And then finally I figured out, right, turbinado sugar right? And so you, go, with, you
1: Google it. You'll Yeah, yeah, it. just yeah. <laughs>
0: turbinado is sugar. Don't don't let it. Um, don't let anybody fool you. Turbinado is sugar. Um, and, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm working out for an hour, hour and a half doing cardio lift weights, all these things that I think I'm good. And then I go over here and think I'm having a protein smoothie to rebuild my body and all this. And and I'm drinking just pure sugar. And I was like, what? So it, it's you, you, you know, as I've, as I come down this path and it's every day, you know, I'm learning it's, you got to be diligent to look at everything, right? I, yeah. I, I'm the guy now who, if, if I go to the grocery store, I'm looking at labels and that's the first thing I'm looking for is sugar content. And then what's actually the ingredients. And, and I've found it actually can be quite fun once you kind of get going, but it's, it, it's, 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 it becomes a part of your life, right? This isn't like you detox for a week and you're all of a sudden the rest of your life, it's, it's like going to the gym and working out for a week you, to get the continual benefits, right? You have to educate yourself. And that's why I'm sure your patients come and see you or just people come and see you. They need to kind of have nowhere to start. And then there's an education process. And I think it's a lifelong education process, right? It's, you know, if we want to be healthy and happy and live longer lives, we got to start paying attention. Yes. Sorry, you, you got me on my, you got me on a soapbox <laughs> today, because I've, 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 I've wanted to say so much of this for so long. And I just didn't have the right guest in which I could say it.
1: And um, I have to teach people how to read labels, as you yeah. said, because it's, and it's become so depressing when uh, we go to supermarket and look at the food and like, there is nothing to buy in a supermarket because every all ingredients is like not clean. And they right. become, I said, well, you do it once, you do it twice. And after that, it becomes like a normal. It's become right. a habit. And I, my kids know me like every time they want to get something new that what's ingredients and You're they right. eat in the store. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm not approved.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, our, our kids are the same way. My, my seven-year-old now is like, can't i have that i said you know why he goes because it's got lots of sugar and i was like yeah because it's got lots of sugar in it sam i said and what and so yeah i think it's the education process and i i think educate ourselves but then educate our kids right educate the people around us because it's um just like all the toxins we're going in it doesn't have to be that i mean the preference is right we eliminate as much as we can all at once or as fast as we can but then it's a continual you know even if you just quit putting on the aluminum deodorant right I mean, that was a shock to me. That was one of the first things I was at a Tony Robbins event actually, and they went through all this stuff that was toxifying the body. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he was like, just look at your deodorant, and it's got aluminum. You're putting metal, metal right on your glands, Lymph-
1: lymphatic l- system. Yes, l- Lighten your yeah.
0: lymphatic system. And then we wonder why we're sick when we're literally poisoning one of the most sensitive areas under your arms. I mean, and it goes orbs. to the
1: brain, it goes to the yeah. brain. It's another neurotoxin It's caused uh, or predisposition for Alzheimer gamer and all other I know, yeah. Brain, yeah. brain disorders. Yeah. And,
0: and, and the other thing I found over the last 15, 20 years is that um, when I first kind of came down this path, it was like, things were kind of like the watered down version of the other products. So like when you went, went to, when I went to find the deodorant 15 years ago, it was kind of the pseudo salt water type thing that you sprayed under your arms It really didn't work very well it's not like that anymore right there's such a demand and such uh, you know education around it that there's 40 50 brands of deodorant that don't have aluminum in them and that don't have some of the other things that are neurotoxin or just toxins in general right so there's there, there's it, and that's what you know that's what i've found is it just seems like there's more and more good products or products that are better for you on the market and they're not because, yeah, because of the,
1: the because of the demand people right. start asking for it or maybe not buying the stuff that is full of chemicals so now right. i'm so happy when i start doing this work there were not much on the market right. like food are now organic food you can buy in any supermarket and it's right. much more available in uh, personal care in skincare and everywhere you can find something that is good
0: yeah totally so um so as we kind of come to the end of our show today um and for anybody who's turning in live we'll be happy to take any questions if you want to leave a question and we'd love to have you come back on the the podcast and into the live and we'll we'll have more time to promote it and we'll i will queue up maybe what you're going to talk about and then i'd love to have more live interaction from people that are tuning in um but kind of maybe, wh-
1: maybe even do uh you know detox uh challenge uh, i would be
0: i i'm I would love that because I need it. Right. I mean, I would love to do it with other people because I noticed that it, if I don't have accountability partners yeah. or an accountability group, guess what? The last time I did a detox was probably three or four years ago and it was just on my own and it didn't go so well. I mean, I just didn't do much with it. So yeah, maybe that is something we need to do in our group. Community.
1: Group is always fun because you support yeah. each other. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, kind of as we wrap up today, is there just something that we've missed or we haven't covered yet that you're like, I want people to know this because it's important and it's, Maybe low-hanging fruit or just something that you think everybody should think about or know as they're on their journey
1: the low uh, hanging fruit is water
0: water okay. H-
1: hydration mm-hmm. so no, still people don't drink enough right and formula is you need to drink half of your weight in ounces. so divide mm-hmm. your weight in half and that's how much water on average you need right. to drink so if you exercise you need to drink more uh, if you drink coffee, you need to drink more because coffee is remove water and mm-hmm. it's dehydrate or alcohol the same way. Mm-hmm. But also, what type of water do you drink? What kind of what the source of the water? Because we you know that tap water right. is also full of chemicals. chemicals bottled, yeah. bottled water is not good because it's plastic. to the to the water right. and it's again, estrogen disruptor. Right. So filtered water, the best filters uh, search you can put in the whole home or yep. in the faucet. So there is mm-hmm. a lot of different options. So I think water is number one uh, and that you can start and you mm-hmm. can see right away the, in, the increased water consumption will help you already with energy, with elimination. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of mm-hmm. different things.
0: Yeah. yeah, totally. I remember reading uh, uh, Dr. Viktor Victor, Victor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning, and, and he had, I mean, here is a guy in a, a doctor in a concentration camp. He had no, basically no medicine, no anything. And I remember, if I remember the story correctly, he, the, um, the commandant or whoever, the German who was over the, over the concentration camp had something, and I can't remember, it was some type of gastrointestinal type problem. And he, he basically just had him drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of water. And he actually cured him with water because he was just, I guess he had just flushed the toxins out of his, and I've heard you can get water toxicity or something, but, but in, in essence, he just had him drinking so much water that any, I guess he used that therapy for quite a few things of just flushing the toxins out, which probably in that type of an environment, much like ours, there was probably lots of toxins around them um just with all the stuff but i'm just like so yeah water water is more important than we think right hydration i even important.
1: i even recommend water for headaches because right. sometimes it's the hydration that causes you headaches and like go drink water water for my head i rather go off to take a Tylenol than drink water <laughs> That's right right
0: is. right <laughs> yeah
1: yes. it's the most common like first first aid but yeah drink water yes. and see maybe it goes away <laughs>
0: yeah. So how do people, um, you do work with people one-on-one, you work with people in groups, um, how do people, uh, typically find you the website, um, So online? my web,
1: my mm-hmm. website, holisticexpert.org, and I mm-hmm. offer 30 minutes of, uh, initial free consultation. So we can mm-hmm. talk what we can, you know, help it, um, with any uh, problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and other uh, pr- uh, group programs it's also on uh, my website you can find it and I'm on all social media so you can find
0: okay. me there yeah well, well, well doctor I certainly appreciate you coming on the podcast today I certainly appreciate you doing it live I thank you so much for giving me the space to say some things that have been on my mind for a while and and uh, I feel like I found a kindred spirit in the world and and there's a lot of us there's a lot of kindred spirits and probably the listeners are kindred spirits but Thank you for just making it very practical and very down to earth what we can do to improve our health. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Well, I'm sure we will be hearing from you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E-V-I-B-E ecom Thank you for listening.